0: Section 1 of The National Geographic Magazine, Volume 8, December 1897. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Hawaii, in January 2020. The Washington Aqueduct and Cabin John Bridge, by D. D. Gayard, Captain, Corps of Engineers, U.S. Army. The idea of supplying the city of Washington with water at some day was contemporaneous with the planning of the city, and numerous examinations and surveys were made by Major L'Enfant, the engineer and architect of the government, under the direction of General Washington, of the Potomac River, the Eastern Branch, Rock Creek, and numerous springs and small streams as possible sources of future supply the first definite plan to be found among the records of the washington aqueduct office is given in a report made in january eighteen fifty one by brevet lieutenant colonel george w hughes corps of topographical engineers to colonel j j albert chief of topographical engineers in compliance with an act of congress approved september thirtieth eighteen fifty appropriating five hundred dollars to enable the war department to make such examinations and surveys as may be necessary to determine the best and most available mode of supplying the city of washington with pure water and to prepare a plan and estimate of the probable cost of the same to be reported to congress at its next session after an investigation of the subject colonel hughes proposed to obtain the necessary supply from rock creek by damming the stream about six miles above the city and bringing the water into a receiving reservoir through a conduit of oval cross-section having an estimated capacity of eight million gallons in twenty-four hours it is interesting at this point to compare the estimate of the supply needed for the city in eighteen fifty one with that actually furnished in eighteen ninety seven but forty six years later the population of washington and georgetown was then about forty eight thousand now it is over two hundred seventy eight thousand then thirty gallons was considered by colonel hughes a high estimate for the average daily per capita consumption during the past month the average daily consumption for every inhabitant of the district of columbia was one hundred seventy three gallons then the total estimated maximum consumption of water was one point five million gallons per day during the past month it actually exceeded forty eight million gallons per day no action appears to have been taken by congress toward carrying out the plan proposed by colonel hughes and the next step was one which eventually resulted in the construction of the present aqueduct system the thirty-second congress at its first session appropriated five thousand dollars to enable the president of the united states to cause to be made the necessary surveys projects and estimates for determining the best manner of affording to the cities of washington and georgetown an unfailing and abundant supply of good and wholesome water in accordance with this legislation the necessary surveys were made in the winter of eighteen fifty two to fifty three by lieutenant afterward general montgomery c Meigs, u s corps of engineers who in his report of february twelfth eighteen fifty three proposed three plans for obtaining the necessary water supply submitted estimates of the cost of each and entered into a broad and far-sighted discussion of the subject of supplying the cities with water in urging the necessity of a suitable supply he states that it was the general custom in washington at that time to have all the water for a family brought by the servant maids from the street pump A crude condition of affairs which the average washingtonian of today will find it hard to believe existed but a little more than forty years ago briefly summed up the three sources of supply proposed by general meigs were as follows one from rock creek by means of a dam and a conduit under natural flow estimated minimum daily supply nine million eight hundred sixty thousand gallons Estimated cost, $1,258,863. 2. From the Potomac at Little Falls, six miles above Georgetown, by means of a dam across the river, a canal, and pumping machinery to raise the water to the reservoirs. Estimated minimum daily supply, 12 million gallons. Estimated cost, one million six hundred sixty two thousand two hundred and fifteen dollars three. From the Potomac, just above the Great Falls, by means of a dam, a masonry conduit, two reservoirs, and the necessary bridges. Estimated daily supply thirty six million fifteen thousand four hundred gallons. Estimated cost one million nine hundred twenty one thousand two hundred forty four dollars. This last estimate was based upon a conduit of seven feet in diameter and a bridge of a different design from that finally built over Cabin John Creek. General Meigs recommended an increase in the diameter of the conduit to nine feet, which, with the changed plan of the bridge just mentioned, made the final estimate cost about two million four hundred thirty five thousand dollars and increased the estimated capacity of the conduit to sixty-seven million five hundred ninety-six thousand four hundred gallons a most fortunate change for the citizens of the district of columbia for had the seven-foot conduit been built the limit of its capacity would have been reached about six years ago in his report general Meigs urged the adoption of the third plan calling attention to the fact that the waterworks of this country had been almost invariably designed on an inadequate scale, and that the history of all these works showed that the daily per capita consumption of water was increasing at a rate comparatively rapid. In consequence of this fact, and of the rapid growth of population, many of these earlier works proved insufficient within a few years after construction too much praise then cannot be given to the man who in eighteen fifty three planned a conduit with an ultimate daily capacity equal to one and one half times the amount then furnished to the city of london nearly four times that furnished to paris two and one half times that furnished to new york five times that furnished to philadelphia and one and one half times that then furnished to rome Although in A.D. one hundred and one, Rome had a daily supply of three hundred seventy seven million gallons. Be it remembered that General Meigs did this when the combined population of Washington and Georgetown was but fifty eight thousand, which it was estimated would then require for all public and domestic purposes a total supply of but five million two hundred twenty thousand gallons about one fifteenth of the ultimate capacity of the conduit general Meig's recommendation of the enlarged great falls plan and his reasons therefore carried such weight that they received the strong endorsement of general joseph g totten chief of engineers when he forwarded the report to the hon c m conrad secretary of war who submitted it to president fillmore without comment The first appropriation for the construction of the aqueduct was made in March 1853, and the actual work of breaking ground was commenced in November 1853. In order that the city might receive a supply of water as soon as possible, work was pushed upon the receiving, the Alcalia, reservoir, and the conduit connecting it with the supply mains, and on January 3rd, 1859, water from the dale calia reservoir was introduced into the pipes leading to the city this was not potomac water however but was supplied by the streams emptying into the dale calia reservoir which streams are now diverted therefrom by the admirable system of protection works completed in 1895 by colonel george h elliot us corps of engineers retired this mode of supply continued until the conduit between Great Falls and the Delcallia Reservoir was completed in eighteen sixty three and on December five, eighteen sixty three Potomac water was introduced into the Delcallia Reservoir for the first time. Con's Island separates the Potomac at Great Falls into two parts, known as the Maryland and Virginia channels, respectively in order to divert water into the mouth of the conduit feeder at great falls a temporary dam of stone and crib work was built across the maryland channel eighteen fifty seven to eighteen sixty four which was replaced by a masonry dam completed in eighteen sixty seven in eighteen eighty three to eighty six the masonry dam was extended across the virginia channel in times of very low water in the potomac this dam the crest of which was at an elevation of one hundred forty eight feet above mean tide at the washington navy yard did not raise the water to a height sufficient to fill the mouth of the conduit at great falls and in eighteen ninety five ninety six the whole dam was raised two and a half feet so that at low stages of the Potomac, the mouth of the conduit is just filled the Washington Aqueduct System, as it exists to-day, is with but few modifications that originally planned by General Meigs. The water supply is taken from the Potomac River at Great Falls, about fourteen miles above the city. At this point, a masonry dam eight feet in width on the top and two thousand eight hundred seventy seven feet in length completed in eighteen ninety six extends across the river from the maryland to the virginia shore the water passes from the feeder under the chesapeake and ohio canal through the gatehouse and into the conduit which is circular in cross-section and for the greater part of its entire length is nine feet in diameter and composed either of rubble masonry plastered or of three rings of brick but where the soil in which it was built was considered particularly good the inner ring of brick was omitted and the diameter was nine feet nine inches where the conduit passes as an unlined tunnel through rock the excavation was sufficient to contain an inscribed circle eleven feet in diameter the total length of the conduit and the two biconduits around the reservoirs is twelve miles and its slope is nine inches in five thousand feet constructed by general makes in connection with the aqueduct system are five bridges two of which are unique among engineering structures and will be briefly described later at the distributing reservoir the water passes into four cast iron mains forty eight inches thirty six inches thirty inches and twelve inches in diameter respectively the Calia Reservoir has a storage capacity of about 150 million gallons, is practically without paved slope walls, and is perfectly protected against pollution from the drainage of the surrounding country. The distributing reservoir has a storage capacity of about 150,850,000 gallons, and is divided by a puddled and paved wall, through which is a passageway, into two sections containing 97,600,000 and 53,250,000 gallons, respectively. The Georgetown High Service Reservoir has a capacity of about 1,500,000 gallons. In addition to the three reservoirs already mentioned, which form a part of the aqueduct system, there is another reservoir built and controlled by the commissioners of the district of columbia called the fort reno reservoir with a capacity of about four million five hundred thousand gallons the reference of its water surface when the reservoir is full being about four hundred twenty feet above mean tide at the navy yard the dale collier and distributing reservoirs supply the pumping station and that part of the district which lies below 100 feet above datum the areas lying between the levels of 100 and 210 feet above datum are supplied by pumping from the u street station directly into the distributing mains the georgetown high service reservoir being held as a reserve supply the areas having a greater elevation than 210 feet above datum are supplied from the fort reno reservoir It will be observed, therefore, that the total present storage capacity of all reservoirs is a little less than 307 million gallons, or about six days' supply. In July 1897, for the first time in its history, the conduit was permitted to discharge its maximum flow, which by current metre observations was found to be 67,500,000 gallons per 24 hours today the average daily consumption is about forty five million gallons or about sixty per cent of the ultimate capacity of the conduit ten years ago it was but thirty five per cent or less than twenty seven million gallons to avoid misapprehension it should be stated that while the conduit can supply the distributing reservoir with seventy six million five hundred thousand gallons per day Yet the pipes leading from the reservoir to the city are already overtaxed in supplying the present rate of consumption, and no relief will be felt by consumers until some method is provided for bringing an increased quantity of water from the distributing reservoir into the city. General Meigs was in charge of the work upon the Washington Aqueduct from the time of the first survey until July 1860. When he was relieved by captain h w benham of the u s corps of engineers who in turn was succeeded by lieutenant james s t c morton of the same corps on february twenty second eighteen sixty one after an absence of seven months general meigs was again placed in charge and the work was practically completed by him in june eighteen sixty two owing to the overworked condition of the war department the charge of the washington aqueduct was transferred from that department to the department of the interior where it remained until april eighteen sixty seven when it again passed into the care of the war department and has remained there ever since in his report upon the proposed line of the conduit general meigs states that seven miles after leaving great falls the only serious obstacle in its whole course the valley of Cabin John Branch is encountered. This valley, he says, might be crossed by pipes, but he states that in his project he has avoided them because they always occasion a loss of head or else exceed in cost the bridges they replace. He therefore first proposed to cross the valley by a bridge 482 feet long and 20 feet wide supported upon six semicircular arches of sixty feet span resting upon piers seven feet thick at the top and of various heights the highest being fifty two and a half feet the estimated cost of this bridge was seventy two thousand four hundred and nine dollars this plan was afterward entirely changed and the present magnificent structure the grandest stone arch in existence was erected The total length of the bridge, including abutments, is 450 feet, its width is 20 feet 4 inches, and its height above the bottom of the creek 100 feet. The span of the arch is 220 feet, and the rise 57.26 feet. It was begun in 1857 and completed, with the exception of the parapet walls, in 1864. These walls were built in 1872-73, vehicles having been prevented from getting off the bridge prior to that time by timber guards. All the original plans of the bridge are signed by General Meigs as chief engineer of the Washington Aqueduct and by Alfred L. Rives, assistant engineer, Cabin John Division. The entire bridge contains 13,283 cubic yards of stone masonry, concrete, and brickwork, and it cost, complete, about $254,000. The cut stone arch is of Quiney, Massachusetts, granite, the abutments are of Montgomery County Gneiss, and the rubble arch, spandrels, and parapet are of Seneca sandstone contrary to the general impression the space between the spandrel and abutment walls is not solid but contains several arches built as shown in the drawing to effect a saving in masonry materials were transported to the bridge by boat via the chesapeake and ohio canal and cabin john creek across which a dam was built near the canal and the pool thus formed was connected with the latter by a lock On the south side of the west abutment of the bridge the following inscription is cut. Washington Aqueduct, begun A.D. 1853, President of the U.S. Franklin Pierce, Secretary of War. Building A.D. 1861, President of the U.S. Abraham Lincoln, Secretary of War Simon Cameron this inscription originally contained the name of jefferson davis which was cut out in the summer of eighteen sixty two by the contractor by order of the secretary of the interior hon caleb b smith to whose department the aqueduct had been recently transferred if forgetfulness of the bare historical fact as to who was secretary of war at the time was the object sought by the erasure the result has been a woeful failure For the inherent curiosity of mankind is such that the erased name is more strongly impressed upon the memory of the visitor than would have been the case had it remained untouched. In concluding the description of the Washington Aqueduct and its special structures, it is proper to call attention to another of its bridges, the bridge over Rock Creek on Pennsylvania Avenue as noted for its bold originality as is Cabin John Bridge for its grand proportions. This bridge is unique among the aqueduct bridges of the world, in that the two forty-eight 48-inch mains, through which now flows about one-half of the water used by the city, themselves form the arched ribs which support the roadway overhead. The span of this bridge is 200 feet, and its rise 20 feet. At the time it was built it was the only one of its kind in the world, and it enjoys, it is believed, this distinction at the present day. It was much commented upon by European engineers, and was illustrated in many of the foreign scientific and engineering journals of the time. End of section one.